Welcome to Mom 2.0. I'm Vicky. Over the past three years, I've gone from having so little energy I needed three reasons to go upstairs to waking up full of energy and genuinely enjoying time spent with my kids. In this podcast, I share everything that I've learned that has helped me so that it can help you too. I cover a wide range of topics, everything from stress to nutrition, and my hope is that this podcast will take you from tired to inspired so you have the energy you need to enjoy life the way you deserve to. Hi, welcome to another episode of Mom 2.0. So in the past, I've talked a lot about self-care and the importance of spending time alone to recharge and focus on yourself. And while I still believe that that's really important, I've also broadened my view on this. So self-care, it isn't just important for you, it's important for your kids as well. And it comes in stages, right? At different times of your life, you have different needs. So when you have a newborn who's attached to you 24-7, it's really important to make time to be alone. 10 minutes here and there progresses into an afternoon away, and then pretty soon you're confident enough to go away for the night. But that doesn't happen all at once, and that's okay. Don't pay attention to what everyone else does. Don't worry if your friend left a baby with her mom for the night and the thought of that gives you anxiety. But now you're wondering if you should do the same thing because it seems like the, quote, normal thing to do. Don't let those things get in your head. We're all running our own race and what's right for you might not be right for someone else and vice versa. And that's okay. You do what you can handle. And so that's why I'm talking about this today because Over the past few years, I've found that spending time alone really helped me. It helped me grow as a person and it helped me to be more emotionally available and patient with my family. And now that my kids are a little bit older and not so attached to me anymore, for the most part, my routines have changed a bit. And I'm really, I'm starting to realize that self-care is important for my kids too. It's a skill that we need to teach our kids. And the best way to do that is to show them, to model the behavior for them. Because we all know that kids don't listen to us, they emulate us, they copy us. And so the more that we can lead by example in everything we do, the better, right? I've noticed with my kids getting home from preschool how they need to let off steam and decompress. I'm sure most of you relate to this. Everything they keep inside all day or anything that happened between them and friends They need to process that and let it go. And so we found our own ways of doing this at home. But before, I used to get really frustrated when they would get home and there was a massive fight or crying for seemingly no reason. But then I started understanding that they were trying to make sense of something going on inside and trying to work through something. And so I started creating space for them to do that, not trying to get them to be quiet or try and bribe them back to happy mode or take their mind off of whatever it was. I had to realize that it was okay and that it wasn't about me. It was about giving them space to figure out what they want. 
not try and have them behave in a certain way according to how I was feeling. And maybe that doesn't sound like groundbreaking stuff, but it wasn't obvious to me. I was so busy trying to get a hold of my own emotions and all the changes that I was going through as a parent that I wasn't really paying attention to all the stuff that they were going through and understanding that if emotions are confusing for me as an adult, it must be like 10 times that at least for a kid. I'm still learning a lot about this and it's definitely still a work in progress. But there are some things that I've learned here that I think will be really valuable tools for any mother. Coping mechanisms, emotional resilience, and good habits, they all fall under the self-care category because it's showing them how to process their emotions, how they're necessary, and it teaches them ways to take care of themselves. It's believed that by about age nine, most of our habits are formed. Is during this time is when we've created most of our neural pathways and made sense of the world. Of course, we will make and break habits throughout our lives and our brains continue to change. But after a certain age, it gets a lot harder to do. So let me give you an example here. Let's say that for most of your life, you ate a moderately healthy diet, but on weekends you went wild. There were always dinners and get-togethers and parties and so on. And so from Friday to Sunday, you ate and drank whatever you wanted. And then as you get older, you notice that your clothes, they don't fit so well anymore. And so you decide to make a change. You decide to start eating healthier starting now. You're all fired up and you're ready to create a new habit of eating healthy. And you've heard that it takes 21 days to create a habit or maybe 66. And so you figure you can tough it out until then. But then somewhere around week two, your old ways come calling back. Because that's what you've always known. It's so ingrained in you to let loose on weekends because that's just what you've always done. It's the way it was growing up. You saw your parents doing it and it just became you. Now, I'm not saying that it's impossible to break that habit. Not saying that at all. In fact, (laughs) the example above, it's me. And I was able to break the habit and create new healthy ones to replace it. But it didn't take 21 days or 66 days. It took years of trying and failing and then small incremental changes that have compounded over time. So really, I think that the biggest gift that you can give your children is strong, healthy habits that will serve them for the rest of their lives. We know so much more today than our parents knew. And all of this information, it can be overwhelming, but it can also be liberating because if you knew better, you'd do better. And we know better now, so we need to find a way to not let our unwanted habits become our children's unwanted habits. I'm not saying we need to be perfect, because that's not even a thing. No matter how right I think I am in the way that I raise my kids, I'm confident that they will have plenty to say about all the crazy ways I parented. And that's okay. We aren't trying to be perfect. We're just trying to be the best that we know how to be with the information that we have right now. I've got no doubt that in 20 years from now, some of the things that we do will be considered outrageous by their generation. Just like helmets and car seats and seatbelts, they were once non-existent. There are going to be things in the future that make us safer, smarter, and better that we don't know about yet. 
For me personally, one of the biggest forms of self-care and one of the main habits that I want to instill in my kids is eating right. I know that when I am paying close attention to my nutrition, I feel good. My hormones are working like they should. My digestion is good. Sleep is great. I've got loads of energy and more stable moods. All because I'm paying attention to the food that I put in my mouth. And so this is one of the ways that I'm teaching my kids to take care of themselves. Over meals, I explain to them, mostly my five-year-old, what each food on the plate does. And I try and relate it to something that they did that day. So for instance, she really loves monkey bars. And every chance she gets, she's up there and she's going back and forth until her arms can't go any longer. And so at a meal, I explain to her how the fish she's eating has protein in it and how protein helps build muscle. And more muscle means she would be able to swing for longer on the monkey bars. Because as with us, the more that kids understand about how their bodies work, the more likely they are to take care of them. And if you think that what you feed your kids now when they're young doesn't matter because they will just grow out of it or it doesn't affect them. I heard someone say, "Uh, yeah, my kid, he eats a lot of sugar, but he doesn't get fat, so it's fine. And just because you can't see the effect right now doesn't mean that it's not going to have an effect later. It definitely will. And it also doesn't mean that it's not affecting them right now. What they eat affects their sleep, their energy levels and their emotions just like it does us. The other thing that I try and do is I try and involve my kids in exercise as much as I can. And this one's a bit tricky because if I go down and do a push-up, they jump on my back, pretend I'm a horse and there goes my workout. And every parent who's ever taken their kids to the gym, you know that no matter how exciting that play area is, they're going to find ways to sneak out after three minutes and come and see what you're doing or tell you that they're hungry. But nevertheless, I think it's really important to show them what you're doing and explain why you're doing it so that when they get a bit older, it's just normal for them to exercise. It's effortless for them to take care of their bodies. And in fact, studies have shown that a child's physical health is directly related to the mother's physical health. So include them where you can, even when it's difficult. Now, all of this, including my kids and the things that I'm doing more and more and taking them on walks instead of always trying to be alone, this is the stage that I'm in right now. It's something that a year ago I wasn't able to handle. I really needed that alone time and I still need it, but just not as much as before. Like I said in the beginning, the focus now is helping my kids learn how to take care of themselves, how to instill good habits in them so that They don't have to struggle for years and years to create healthy habits when they get older. So when you think about the habits that you are currently working on or trying to change for the better in whatever area it might be, think about your kids and perhaps help them establish those same habits or routines early on so that it's effortless for them later on. It's just a part of who they are. At the same time, that's going to help you maintain your own healthy habits because You want to be an example for your kids, and that's a pretty strong motivation right there. Involving your kids more in life and routines and helping them find their own routines and coping mechanisms, this is also going to help you become more emotionally resilient, which is something I think that we're all looking for. Our kids can teach us so much about ourselves if we just take the time to slow down, watch, and listen. 
and not always try and force our agendas on them. That's it for today. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. As always, please let me know if you have any questions. Have a great day and I'll be back next week with more. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you haven't done so already, hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I'll be back next week with more. Until then, take care and have fun.